0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friend Diagram. This is the podcast where two friends catch up and find common ground between
1: their favorite media. I'm Remy. I'm Kat. And today we will be discussing our top five fictional moms. Warning. Spoilers ahead. Hi, Remy. (laughs) How are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been sunny here, though, which has been helping with my mood, so that's been nice.
0: Oh, that's nice. It's been unseasonably cold here, especially for May. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really weird. It's been cold at night, like in the 40s, Mm. and only in the 50s during the day, Mm. and there's been a lot of rain, so it hasn't been terribly nice. Oh, no.
1: It's going to hit like 90 here tomorrow. No way. Yeah. I'm really excited about
0: it. Wow. you said, um, your life's falling apart earlier, um,
1: <laughs> you know, as much as it usually does, um, okay. just in a normal way work, like juggling too many things. It mm-hmm. like overwhelms my brain. And then I just shut my brain down and I'm like, this is also not productive. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've been doing some outdoor roller skating. So that's been a challenge and fun. Where have you been doing that? Um, I've been going to a little basketball court by my house and practicing there because it's nice and flat and Mm well-maintained. I was trying to skate at a tennis court earlier in the week, and it was so gusty outside that I was just, like, getting blown around the court, so that was spooky. Yeah, we were having, like, (laughs) 45-mile-an-hour gusts, and I was, like, getting just absolutely knocked around. are you feeling confident on the skates? Um, could be better, could be worse. So yeah, my friend that's been going skating with me, though, did fall at the rink the last time we went and she did fracture her elbow. So I have there's one down. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. Scott said to apologize to her for breaking her arm. And I'm like, I didn't break it. I took her somewhere so that she could break it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not your fault. But yeah, it was fun. We went with her boyfriend and that was really fun. And we all did some skating and, I don't know, didn't break our bodies. So yeah. yeah, that's been like my main stress reliever this week. That's been like what I've been going to do.
0: Yeah, that sounds really nice. I've been wishing I had like an outdoor space to bike around or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I used to when I lived where you live. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to go
1: outside and, like, go really fast. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had the new trailer for Dune 2 drop this week. That was
0: this week, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God, that feels like an eternity ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I texted you that. I texted you... Like twice and it yeah. didn't go through.
1: It went through both times for me. Oh, did
0: it? It was funny. My phone tells you tells me it didn't go through.
1: <laughs> New worm, who dis <laughs> I love that text. It made me laugh out loud at work.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I went
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone in the office it. looked at me and I was like, sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, my friend Remy's like really funny. <laughs> you wish you That's had hilarious. a funny friend like this. <laughs> Text you trailers. Oh, that's so funny because I'm always like, why did
1: I text that? That was so stupid. (laughs) that's exactly my (laughs) brand of humor. I love that.
0: Oh, good. What did you think of it?
1: I thought it was great. I'm really excited for the second one.
0: No, we're both excited for Florence Pugh.
1: Yes, very good. Did not realize that she'd been cast until I saw that on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. seems good. I watched some interviews with uh, Denise on youtube this week and they were really interesting yeah Yeah. not recent reviews necessarily i think they were before it had been announced that dune 2 was like approved and Mm -hmm. ready to go because they were Mm -hmm. waiting to see how how it did at the box office but i mean obviously people are dune stands so Mm -hmm. it did really well
0: Yeah, I've seen tons of hype Mm -hmm. over just the trailer this week. People are very excited.
1: And it comes out in November,
0: so we can go see it together. Yeah, November 3rd, right? I think so. I believe. Yeah.
1: I always get dates wrong, though, so I'm never brave enough to say them on air. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I even bother. (laughs) I get them wrong a lot, too. Oh, man. So, do you want to introduce the topic for this week?
0: Yeah, this week we are doing a top five because it's been a little bit since we've done a top mm-hmm. five countdown. And our theme this week is top five fictional moms Woo! in honor of Mother's <laughs> Day. <laughs> we both have awesome moms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we both have probably distinct tastes in yeah. our fictional moms. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear how you like went about assembling your list because I feel like I had some loose criteria.
1: Mm. What was it like for you? Um, So I was really excited when you suggested this topic because it hadn't even really crossed my mind, but I thought it was such a good idea. And then I started going through and making the list and just Mm -hmm. like trying to think of fictional moms off the top of my head. And I found that it was A lot harder than I anticipated it being. But so I think that like I just ended up being really surprised by the lack of good moms and realistic moms in media. And like we have this like excess of the good dad, like wholesome dad trope in media, but we have a lot less of that for moms. So I was like, that's super fucked up. That was exactly
0: the same experience that I had. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah, Yeah, because I suggested this topic because I had one mom Uh in mind, who's my number one. And then I was like, okay, time to do the rest of the list. Mm -hmm. Where are all the interesting, well-rounded moms at? I can't find them. Yeah. It was so hard. It was incredibly hard. And I already have... This t- list made for dads just mm-hmm. offhand in case I need it. <laughs> and it's like, it was like instantaneously done. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's so many good and complex dads. Yeah. But so few good and complex moms. Yes. Like the moms mm-hmm. are either like a villain. Yes. Or yeah. just not a good, not a or very good Or just not present. Mom or not yeah. present or being a mom is the only dimension of their personality and they have nothing else to offer or they're just like totally invisible. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is actually pretty fucked up.
1: (laughs) I'm glad that we are on the same
0: page. Wow. Yeah. We had the exact same
1: (laughs) problem. This is our friend diagram. (laughs) Wow. 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 We did it in the first 15 minutes. Um, But yeah, so I didn't really have a whole lot of criteria but, I mean, I just wanted, like, complex, well-rounded characters that were, like, people, that felt like people, um, as opposed to just a mom, so.
0: Yeah, same. I basically did that, and they had to be a, also a pretty good mom. Like, mm-hmm. they couldn't yeah. be bad at being a mom. Mm-hmm. And... Even if they were like really interesting or complex, they yeah. also had to be good at being a mom. Those For were sure. my main two criteria.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wanted good moms. Yeah,
0: yeah, not perfect, but yeah, and good no effort. parent
1: is ever perfect. Yeah, you know? so, but I think I came up with a pretty good list. I'm pretty proud of it. So,
0: yeah, I was running some of mine by Will earlier, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a good call." <laughs> and it was really funny because. He even said, like, oh, you and Kat are going to have, like, the exact same list. And I was like, friend, you don't listen to the pod. we never have the same list. No, nope. Never. Never.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. We take something away from every – something different away from every piece of media. We really do. But that makes it more interesting. Then we've got ten good Damn. moms as opposed to just five good moms that we both agree on. Exactly. Double the moms. <laughs> Double the moms. Yeah, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, um, you're kicking us off, right?
1: I am, yes. So my number five slot is Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers Uh is one of my favorite, like, silly, goofy cartoons that I watch. I haven't watched it too much recently, but it's definitely something that I go back to when I'm, like, really stressed out and just want to turn off my mind. Are they still making new ones of that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, as far as I know. Um, But I love Linda. I find her uh, to be, a, like, a really relatable character. She has this, like, really eccentric, like, goofy personality. But she's also, like, she has embarrassing moments. She has, like, really strong moments where she's, like, asserting for herself. And... I really like her. I think all of those qualities make her a really good mom because she has this like goofiness and silliness that allows her to kind of relate to her children really well. I also really like that she always encourages her kids to like put themselves out there even when they might fail because that's like a really important skill to teach your kids. So I really like that and They also show, like, complexities in her relationships with her children because she's not always a perfect mom. She can sometimes be, like, forcing her relationship with her youngest daughter, Louise, and Louise, like, really pushes back against that notion, like, she's a daddy's girl through and through, but then, Mm -hmm. like, you see them grow and bond and learn how to be that, like, mother-daughter relationship that they both kind of want. And you see them make compromises, which I think is just, like, a really great show of good parenting. Like, I just think that uh, the show does that really well. So I just like Linda. She's cool and funny and relatable. Awesome. Um,
0: do you – would you consider that show a sitcom or just a mm-hmm. straight-up
1: comedy I don't know. I've never heard it referred to as a sitcom. Okay. Because typically I think of sitcoms as like live action and not animation. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would maybe call it like animated comedy. Comedy? Comedy? <laughs> comedy? <laughs> comedy? Um. <laughs> it's definitely the only animated comedy show that I really watch, but I just think it's wholesome and has really sweet, cute, funny moments. Fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Okay, my number five is June Osborne from The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Um, I haven't read the book Mm -hmm. by Margaret Atwood. I've just watched the series on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And June Osborne, she's played by Elizabeth Moss, who does an excellent job, as always. Mm -hmm. But the character June is one of the most complicated moms I can think of. (laughs)
1: Have you seen the show, Kat? I watched the first two seasons. I got to the scene where they almost escape on the plane. Like she gets to the plane and the plane gets all shot up. Yeah. And then I was like so devastated by that moment that I never came back. I couldn't I couldn't go back. I got so like demoralized. It was Last of Us episode three all over again, where I was like, I can't be that emotionally invested in this.
0: Yeah, but at least you've had like a, a solid mm-hmm. introduction to yeah. the series. So, you know, June, you mm-hmm. know, she's um, a really, I mean, she's in a bad situation <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. She is separated from her kid very early on in the process of, you know, Gilead being established mm-hmm. and has another kid after mm. and so she's got two kids to worry about and has all of these huge bureaucratic forces working against her constantly. She's separated from her husband and from the father of her other child and She just has to work really hard to try to scrape her family together Mm in any way that she possibly can. That's the motivating force for the entire series is Mm -hmm. her trying to get the fam back together. So (laughs) she works really hard to even just try to be a mom. And so I think she should get credit for that. Yeah. And um, yeah, she she'll do anything, which is great.
1: Yeah. I especially like in season one, we get some really good flashbacks of, like, her normal life, Mm -hmm. and I thought she was a really great mom in those scenes.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we get to see her just doing normal mom stuff, Mm -hmm. and before things get so extreme. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great point. I don't want to give too much away, so Mm -hmm. I think I'll probably just leave it at that. But June really gives it her all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My number four is Patricia Campbell from Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires.
0: I considered Um,
1: her. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think that this book is chock full of good moms. So like Kitty is another fave of mine. It's all of these women who are like part of the same book club. But the one that we see the most in this book is Patricia and we get to really understand her dynamic with her children um, really well in the book. And uh, to talk about a lot of the struggles that Patricia is going through, I do have to kind of give the main premise of the book, which is that Patricia becomes convinced that one of their new neighbors in this like small tight knit neighborhood is a vampire. and. She watches all of the husbands in town, like become super close with him and they form like this boys club. <laughs> and, um, her children all want to spend out, spend time, like hanging out with this cool young guy who's friends <laughs> with their dad. And like Patricia has to figure out how to like keep her family safe while also not looking like she's completely lost her mind because if right. she just goes up to people and says, like, this guy's a vampire. They're going to think she's crazy so yeah, it's um, a tough gig yeah and it was also written I think it was set in like the late 80s, early 90s and so yeah. like this is another like level of that but one thing that I will say about this book is that I love how Grady Hendrix writes female characters like all of his books have a woman protagonist and I think he just does it really well and um, I find the characters like really relatable. I find their like female rage very relatable. Um, and I really like that Patricia is this very angry woman who's being gaslit and feels like hopeless at points. Like he writes so many dimensions to her emotionality. And I just think that in media, we don't get to see enough angry women. like We're seeing more of that these days, but that's a pretty new phenomenon. And I just love that we get to see that in a Southern book club. But in terms of Patricia's ability to be a mom, she puts herself at risk multiple times throughout the book not only in terms of her physical safety, but also her the safety of her reputation and the reputation of her family, which is very important in this community to protect her family and especially her children. And uh, there was one quote that I was, when I was looking back at everything today, there was one quote that kind of also indicated like motherly guilt, which I think is something that we don't see represented a lot in media as well. Like this sense of like, what if I'm not doing a good enough job? Like I'm a bad mom because I can't protect my children from everything. Mm -hmm. And this quote says her one job as a parent was to protect her children from monsters. The ones under the bed, the ones in the closet, the ones hiding in the dark. Instead, she'd invited the monster into her home. And I just think that that quote like, really sums up her emotions on the matter very well and like her guilt at putting her family in this situation, especially her children. But yeah, this is an incredible work of fiction, so I highly recommend you go check out uh, this novel because it it's very, very good.
0: Yeah, I really did enjoy listening to that book mm-hmm. thoroughly. Yeah, I also con- considered
1: Patricia. Yeah. She's really good. She's awesome. Uh, very brave. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. There's so many scenes where, like, my heart was just racing
0: because I was <laughs> like, "Oh
1: my god, I don't know how Patricia's gonna get herself out.
0: I, know. I don't know what's
1: gonna happen." She put she put up so much like
0: normal, not even supernatural shit. Yeah, <laughs> that she, her, her fucking husband
1: <laughs> sucks so bad. Yeah, she is basically a single mom. My god.
0: Oh, Patricia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> my number four is also from a book. Um, It is Agnes from
1: the book Hamnet. Are
0: okay. you familiar with
1: this book? No, it sounds familiar. I think you've talked to me about it before. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh- 2020
0: book written by Maggie O'Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's won several awards because Maggie O'Farrell is just an incredible writer. And it's an interesting book because it is like a f- historical fiction, like imagined account mm-hmm. of the home life of William Shakespeare's family oh. um, during the time of the plague because it's, I think, known that one of his children died of the black plague oh and his name was Hamnet and four years later Shakespeare wrote the play Hamlet <laughs> I think these are facts that we're meant to know
1: <laughs> and no you just have all the secret details. <laughs> You're like,
0: I'm not sure if this is on the DL. <laughs> no, the I just mean of William not like, think told normal, normal people that know more about yeah. literature than <laughs> me you know these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this book is uh, like an, a historical novelization of well, how the family processed that, and a lot of it is um, centered on Agnes Hamnett's mother mm-hmm. and her relationship to motherhood and her family and her grief Mm -hmm. after hamnet dies and it's um it's an excellent book overall like highly recommend it as a read but i particularly liked agnes as a character because Mm -hmm. she has a very strong personality she grew up in a, a kind of secluded situation out in the woods uh, didn't have like a ton of socialization and so is very in tune with nature and feels very comfortable in nature and in the woods. And it feels less comfortable when she moves to the city mm-hmm. to get married and have a family and all of that. But she never um, severs that tie with mm-hmm you know her connection to nature she keeps a uh, a garden she keeps a witch garden <laughs> <laughs> and has bees uh-huh. and visits the woods regularly And I just want r- her life though. weird shit. she has a kestrel um, <laughs> well, i want her life dude
1: she rules like the plague i would like her <laughs> life now in modern yeah. america
0: <laughs> yeah um but yeah even though she like moves to the city to live with her husband and his, like, parents in their house mm-hmm. and raise their three children together, she still does all her, like, cool um, nature shit on the side and still keeps that, like, less civilized part of her alive, which is really nice. I like that she preserves that. And I like the way that she finds other ways to express that Part of her nature. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there are disagreements in the book about, I think it's a disagreement with her mother in law about how she should be handling childbirth, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that they want her to like have it happen in, like, the home or, like, in under the care of a midwife or whatever, like, the convention was at the time. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I'd rather just go into the woods and have this child on my (laughs) own. (laughs) And so she just kind of, like, sneaks away and does her thing. Uh, And I just thought it was really cool (laughs) that she doesn't listen to what other people mm -hmm. tell her, like, how to be, like, how to be a mother or how to be a woman or how to be a wife or yeah. any of those things. She does her own thing. Yes. And yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woo. And so, yeah, I definitely recommend it. There's uh, the final sequence of the book, which is like, a. Well, I don't want to give it away, but the final sequence of the book is Agnes on a mission to do something. And the culmination of her completing that mission and the, uh, emotional climax of mm-hmm. that intersection is staggering. It's Ooh. a fantastic conclusion and yeah, it's a pretty quick read and give it a shot. If you're interested, it's a uh, extremely well-written and uh, Agnes is really cool.
1: Awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Um, my number three is Molly Weasley. Uh, from the Harry Potter series. <laughs> um, I suspected she would yeah. make an appearance. So usually I don't put Harry Potter on the list, it, like just because it's so mainstream, but mm-hmm. Molly Weasley is a quintessential mom in my opinion, and I couldn't not put her on this list. Um So I grew up watching the Harry Potter movies basically on a loop and uh, I just really love Molly Weasley. I think that she is such a warm and comforting individual. You just kind of want her to give you a hug on a bad day, but she can also be this like super fierce and fiery person as well, which we see more towards the later uh, installments in the series. And I really like that we get those reveals as the children are growing up too because I think that there is a level of censoring that mothers do when their children are still young. But then as children grow, you start to see more of that side and it felt like I was growing with the kids as I was starting to see more and more of that side, which was kind of cool. And I mean, I just love that um, Molly and, and her family are just so welcoming to Harry. They don't have very much to spare, but they take him under their wing and give him a loving family to have when he really just has his aunt and uncle who see him as like this burden. And I think that their small acts of kindness are such huge acts of kindness for Harry. And they like change the course of his life completely. So I just love that. And I also love that this is an instance where the man of the family. So Arthur Weasley is, um, the father of the household. Um, but we don't see very much of him and we don't get very much character development for him. And Molly is definitely more of a focus in the books and the films. So I just really like that they took that opportunity to really highlight this, like, really strong woman and make her such an interesting part of the story. And I just think that Like, they did an awesome job with that.
0: Yeah, that's great. I feel like in terms of some of the more, like, quote-unquote minor characters Mm -hmm. in the HB universe, I hear her get brought up a fair amount, for sure.
1: Yeah. Especially, like, towards the end of the series. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I watched um, the second Harry Potter movie a lot as a kid. I had one of those little TVs That Mm -hmm. had the little VHS player in the bottom. The built-in one? Yeah. Yeah. And I had that movie on VHS, and I would just play it, like, every night before bed. And uh, so I got very well acquainted with early Molly Weasley in that film. But Which one is the second one? The Chamber of Secrets. Mm -hmm. It's where they break Harry out of his bedroom and take him to the burrow for the first time. And so, like... What's the borough? The boroughs, the Weasley house. That's what oh, they call okay. it. So, like the big, like multi-level structure. House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I watched that a lot as a kid. And now, I'm so conditioned to fall asleep to the Harry Potter m- music that I can just start a Harry Potter movie and fall immediately asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: very dreamy. A very dreamy score. Yes, it's great a very score. Good score. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Okay. My number three mom is Alma Wheatley, which is the adoptive mom from The Queen's Gambit.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay. I like her. Yeah. I think she's wild.
0: She's wild. (laughs) I think. I was just something about her. Her vibe is really good. (laughs) (laughs) She likes a beer. She likes a martini. And she's not afraid to indulge. (laughs) Yeah. She smokes in the house. She has a very um, defined aesthetic for her design preferences. Mm -hmm. And I just love her relationship that she forms with... (laughs) The main character, whose name I'm forgetting. I don't
1: remember the name either.
0: <laughs> you know who I mean. Anya Taylor-Joy's character. Yeah. And so she, um, adopts her as, like, a, a teenager, like, an early mm-hmm. teenager. And, um, the adoptive father, like, kind of quickly exits the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly just Alma and Anya Taylor-Joy. I gotta look up her name. (laughs) I can't believe I don't remember it. Beth. Beth Harmon. Ah. And I never would have remembered that. And so she has a really interesting relationship with Beth because, you know, Beth is basically a a pretty fully formed person Mm -hmm. by the time she gets to uh, Alma's household. But Alma... So, like, Alma treats her with a certain amount of, you know, fully formed adulthood. Like, she doesn't baby her or smother her or try to get her to be a certain way. Um, she isn't perfect, but when she sees that Beth has certain talents, she's eager to help her cultivate them. Sure, it might be for financial gain, but also... <laughs> She teaches her a lot of useful stuff. And I just really like their relationship. Like, it's kind of more of a a pseudo peer-to-peer relationship. And I just thought it was really cool. It was almost just like a friendship between the two of them. And Alma, you know, was someone who could, like, give Beth advice because she was more experienced in life. And was more experienced with, like, vice and men and, like, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought she was really cool. Uh She was not like most other moms mm-hmm. that I've seen in shows. In that she wasn't, like, completely concerned. Like, being a mom wasn't her entire personality. Like, she had yeah. her other stuff going on. And she... Had certainly like troubles to deal with, but she got through it. And I, uh, (laughs) I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, she ruled. Mm -hmm. And I would have watched her and Beth like hanging out for a lot more episodes, I guess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that relationship. I also like that, um, it's non traditional in the sense that when the father figure like exits the picture, Mm -hmm. they have to kind of be secretive about him exiting the picture. And like, because it's looked down upon for a woman to be raising a child on their own. And, Mm -hmm. um, she didn't have any source of income. So they had to kind of figure out how to be independent from him. And I think that, uh, them learning to do that together was really interesting to watch and very different.
0: Yeah. I completely agree. Um, it was, it was cool watching them. Yeah. figure it out together and mm-hmm. work as a team more than like
1: a typical like yeah. mother
0: daughter relationship.
1: Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Thanks. Um, we're on number two. Number two. Yeah. (laughs) My number two pick is Joyce Byers from Stranger Things. (laughs) I love Joyce. She is one of the most enjoyable characters to watch on screen that I've seen in a very long time. Like, I just... (laughs) Every moment that has Joyce in it, I'm, like, transfixed on her. Because Winona Ryder just has this wonderful, expressive acting style for her that I just... I find it addictive. I just love that. Um, (laughs) She's so weird. (laughs) She's so funny and wild. And, like, she's just the epitome of this, like, strong single mom character. Like, she loves her children deeply. She's not afraid to seem absolutely batshit crazy when she, like, loses her son and (laughs) is, like everyone needs to listen to me because my son's alive and I'm talking to the Christmas lights <laughs> and I love that because she's right and she takes the chance and she's not letting the fact that like her lights are flickering scare her away from finding her son and I love that even though it seems really crazy I love her Um I love that we see anger in her like she gets angry at Hopper she like yells at him I'm mm-hmm think that we need to see more women get angry because it's a normal human emotion and we need to know how to regulate that emotion. But also it is shitty that like, we don't think of anger or rage as like a hu- uh, a feminine emotion. It's like something that's only okay for men to show. So I like that. I just think that she's great. I don't have that much to say. She's just Mm -hmm. so funny. And every scene that she's in just makes me laugh. And, like, I just love her.
0: Yeah, I feel like she's the most salient, like, ride-or-die mom Mm -hmm. that we have (laughs) right now in media. For sure. Like, she's gotta be.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, she's great. She's always going to bat for her kids. Mm -hmm. No matter what. She'll do anything. Which yeah. is great. And yeah, you're right. She definitely is not concerned with looking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, she goes to Russia and she, like, she fights fucking people goes and shit. to Russia.
0: <laughs> yeah. She does a lot of stuff. Oh, she's so good.
1: Yeah. Definitely one of my favorite characters. I was waffling on whether or not she would be one or two, but mm-hmm. I made a last minute substitution. So I love changing my mind at the last <laughs>
0: minute. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, classic. I'm glad Joyce is on the list. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she appeared. She deserves credit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Um, let's see. My number two is The Bride, a.k.a. Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also another mom that'll just fucking... (laughs) She's mostly dealing out vengeance for most of these. Uh Uh-huh. Because if you don't remember from the Kill Bill films, they're both Quentin Tarantino films, Um, the bride, her character, she is meant to be assassinated at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the timeline. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she's also pregnant, like heavily pregnant with Mm -hmm. a kid. And so when she wakes up from this assassination attempt years later, she's no longer pregnant. And so she goes on like a revenge rampage. Mm -hmm. And, eventually, spoilers, we find out that her kid is living mm-hmm. and so then it's like extra <laughs> I'm a
1: kidnap my kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then it's then we're really double serious. Yeah. And um I just like that I mean my interpretation is that her entire motivation for these films is not just revenge on her own part, but mostly for, you know, avenging her child. Is her key motivation. And I think that that love for her child animating all of the things that she's doing in terms of tracking down the other assassins all around the world. It's, um, I mean, that's some big mom
1: energy, you know? <laughs> oh my God. I, for- I like completely forgot about Kill Bill. That is such a strong choice. I love oh, that. Thank you. That's so good. <laughs>
0: I know, it's not, like, the most maternal, like, conventionally maternal choice, but yeah. it's it's the same motivation that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, the I motivation to protect your kids. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I really want to watch those movies now. I know, right? <laughs> I haven't seen – I've only seen them once, and then every time I'm like, oh, we should watch Kill Bill again, and then I get distracted, and then we don't watch Kill Bill again. But <laughs> –
0: yeah, I'm in the middle of watching The Hateful 8 right now because oh, yeah? they put it back on Netflix. It's back, everyone. But it's the extended edition. Oh, I like the is, extended edition. It's so fucking long. It's in like four chunks <laughs> yeah.
1: on Netflix. So I've never seen I'm the non-extended right edition. We just watched the extended edition, so I don't yeah. know what's the extension, but me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that film. So, my number 1 is Lady Jessica from Dune.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So she's my favorite character in Dune. She's super fucking cool. Yeah. Um, she's a badass. She initially seems like a side character, but then like because she's just a concubine for Duke Atreides, but she becomes like this extremely pivotal character after like the first act of the book. And so, or and the film, I guess. But yeah, Lady Jessica's really cool. She is a Bene Gesserit, and yeah. that is basically a really powerful order. They like create these very powerful female children that are trained to like control. Every action of their body and they can use, um, the voice to influence people's behavior. So it's like a really powerful role. And, um, because Jessica is a Bene Gesserit, she is ordered to only have female children, which they're able to control, um, really? as part of their powers. Yeah. And so she has a boy as a big F Um, like, I do what I want, kind of thing. But also because, (laughs) but also because she really loves Duke Atreides and like wants to give him a son. Um, that's part of that as well. Uh, Yeah. So, um, on the same thread of thinking about her having this boy, there's a scene right after, uh, Paul goes through the Gom Jabbar or right before maybe where he's talking to the elder Bene Gesserit woman, mm-hmm. the um, truth-sayer. For- when he has
0: to put his hand in yeah. the box. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's before he's, his hand is in the box or after. I don't know. His hand's not in the box. And she says, you've inherited too much power. And he says, because I'm the Duke's son. And she says, no, because you're Jessica's son. And I really liked that uh, mm-hmm. line. I really liked that exchange. I think that is like really cool and powerful. But also um, I think that Jessica is just a really strong and well-written female character. She is really observant and conscious of the various cultures that she's coming into contact with, which helps her form relationships with the people she's interacting with um, and makes her like a trustworthy person that people are not um afraid to come to, I suppose. For example, that's how she gets the Chris knife because she's like interacting with that woman and the woman trusts her. So gives her the Chris knife, which is um, a really good moment. And she just knows how to get people on her side, which is Really pivotal for allowing her to protect her son as they have to fend for themselves in the desert of Arrakis. And I think that she's just a really stellar mom. Like, she does everything she can to protect her son and advise him because he does have a lot of power and she knows how to, like, play certain things to her advantage in all of these different um in this like new culture that she's coming into contact with and she knows how to like form a connection, form like a a connection with the Fremen because that's like the only way they're going to survive on this planet. So yeah, I just think that she's really cool and underappreciated, or maybe not underappreciated. Also, all of her costumes are freaking fantastic. <laughs> uh, I love her costumes. She looks cool as hell. Um but yeah, definitely a very strong mom.
0: Yeah, I only know like what she gets up to Mm -hmm. from Dune part one. Mm -hmm. And she was on my honorable mentions list. Oh cool. So just on that part alone, I was like, She rules. She's (laughs) teaching Paul the voice. Yeah, Benny Gesserit. Where can I apply to be part of the (laughs) Benny Gesserit? Where can I submit my
1: application? <laughs> I would like to do the Ganjavar.
0: <laughs> I'll do it. Um, yeah, she seems really cool. I can't wait
1: to see what she does next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. I'm excited for the next part. But yeah, that's my number one. Awesome.
0: Okay. Well then, yeah, we don't have any overlap because I know you don't know my number one. It's the one and only Suze Howard. <laughs> A.K.A. Cassie and Lexi's mom from Euphoria. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) This character is the best character in the show that is chock full of amazing characters. She's not a huge character on the show, but every second she's on screen, she's crushing it. She is Mm -hmm. hilarious. She's a great mom. She's a practical mom. She's a realist. (laughs) And she is supportive and loves her kids. And she's a single mom. She's fucking getting it done. She has two daughters, like I said, Cassie and Lexi. And she is, you know, very in tune with all of her daughter's friends and stuff that are always Mm -hmm. hanging out at their house and having get-togethers or parties and whatnot. And Suze is always down for a good time <laughs> She's Often found with a, a glass of wine in her hand Big mood a big, big mood And she just kind of dispenses really good practical advice To <laughs> her kids and Aww. her kids' friends And I just fucking love her attitude She'll call you out on your shit if you're acting crazy <laughs> uh, But she'll still protect you from yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> And my, probably my favorite second of, like, my favorite moment from that entire show, there's been two seasons so far, Mm -hmm. every fucking second of screen time where she is watching Lexi's play and uh, this the look of elation and joy (laughs) and support on her face watching her daughter's play and how she's clapping and screaming and laughing and Mm -hmm. enjoying every fucking second of the play it's i live for that i live for her reactions it is so good especially because in the play there is an actor portraying her so there's (sighs) like it's like a play about her daughter's Uh life and there's like facsimiles of all of the people in her life Uh and the person playing her mom is so amazing and the mom character's reaction to that person coming on stage is the best thing I've ever seen Mm -hmm. it's so good Mm -hmm. she is awesome um and I love it when she like, actually, like, gets down to, like, responsible mom business mm-hmm. on top of being hilarious. So, like, for example, there's a, a famous scene when Rue comes over to their house and she has, like, relapsed. Mm. And it's, like, super obvious. And she's actually, like, run away from her own home. And Sue's like, knows that she needs to stall her and call Rue's mom And get her over there so they can have, like, an emergency intervention. Mm -hmm. And all hell breaks loose, and it's incredible, but Suze holds it down, and it's amazing. Aww. (laughs) Yeah, she's amazing. Just, I watched a compilation of all her scenes to Mm -hmm. get ready for this, and I was (laughs) like, these hit just as hard Uh in isolation. I love her. Yeah. What a character. Suze Howard, (laughs) crushing it. Crushing it.
1: Oh, that makes me want to watch Euphoria, but it's going to wreck me. You can do it. Do I it. believe in you. I believe in you. You watch those. I think I'll do you it. You can watch Euphoria. Yeah. I think I'll do it when I am living in on the East Coast. That sure, way sure. you can deal with me when I'm a sad mess. Yeah. I think, I mean, it might not make you that
0: sad. I think, mm. if anything, you're going to be very mad at people. <laughs> Also, You're gonna I to really hate some mad. people.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a great pick. Yeah. That sounds like a great character. We all need oh, a Suze.
0: Yes. Please give me one.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Look at all these great moms.
1: Yeah, 10, Ten great, great moms. Great moms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a BuzzFeed article. 10 great moms <laughs> to celebrate Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> You can make that the description
1: of the pod. Uh, definitely. Did you have any other honorable mentions you wanted to oh, talk about? Oh, I
0: did. Thank you for reminding mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I couldn't for the life of me remember Lady Jessica's name, so I just have Dune Mom. Dune Mom. <laughs> I have Dr. Ruth Galloway from. Oh, yeah. The Ruth
1: Galloway books. I haven't She's seen her be a mom yet, because I'm oh. still slacking on that series. Holy shit,
0: that's yeah, crazy. I okay, I imagined you were way further through. I am not. Well, no worries. Great mom. Um, I have Mrs. Winslow from Family Matters, which is a sitcom that I watched when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. She's like the only sitcom mom that made an impression on me, and mm-hmm. I like still remember scenes where she's, like, having conversations with her daughter, Laura, and they're, like, really wholesome and stuff. So I was like, maybe we need one sitcom mom. So Mm -hmm. she's that (laughs) one. I have Erin Brockovich (laughs) from the movie Erin Brockovich (laughs) as portrayed by Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. Um, God, it's been so long since I've seen that movie, I don't even remember what her technical job title is, but I think she's, like... A paralegal or Mm -hmm. something like that? Do you know?
1: Mm -mm, I've never seen that movie. I've never even heard of that movie.
0: Oh, it's good. You should (laughs) see it. Basically, Julia Roberts plays Erin Brockovich, who is like a real person. And it's like about real events where she's some sort of pseudo legal person. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that this company... I think dumped chemicals that contaminated the water table in this one town. And now everyone in the town is suffering a terrible health effects from it, uh, but the company won't take responsibility for it. So Aaron mm-hmm. Brockovich is like, Oh, I'm going to get the proof and there's going to be a class action lawsuit because you guys are fucks. And it's a movie about her trying to get the, that class action lawsuit to work. But she also has, like, kids and stuff. (laughs) So she has to be a mom to small children and do all this really hard work and Mm -hmm. investigatorial um, footwork and cool stuff. And she has a cool boyfriend who rides a motorcycle. And (laughs) it's great. It's a great movie. That's awesome. She's a good mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also have the mom from Petite Maman, (laughs) the film where – And this girl, this young girl, it's hard to explain, but basically (laughs) her mom disappears. And while her mom is away, she meets this other girl in the woods that is her same age. Mm -hmm. But it turns out it's the young version of her mom. And so she, like, hangs out with her mom, but as her own age. And they just have, like, a very nice, tender relationship. And she gains some sort of insight into... Like, your parents are a human also, Mm -hmm. and they have, like, a very, you know, loving
1: conversation. It's great. Those are my HMs. I only have two HMs. One, I really liked the character Libby from Book Lovers, the sister of the main character who's pregnant, and I just love her, and I think that she's just very realistic as a mom character especially like a young mom because she's just like exhausted all the time and just wants. yeah because she has like several kids already right Mm -hmm. yeah too so that was one of my honorable mentions and then i really like the character madeline from big little lies the book because madeline's shady in the hbo (laughs) series and i'm angry at her and i don't understand why we had to make her a cheater i like it Keep i it don't in. <laughs> like it no it's bad it's a bad time that guy deserves better sorry What's ed. Name? <laughs> ed ed deserves better he's so sweet but he is i Good really teams. in terms of her being a mom i think she has this really complex relationship with her children they're like teenagers oh, and um it's a time but I think that she's doing her best to be a good mom and to keep them from doing stupid shit and just do a good job. So. That's a great shout. I totally forgot about all of those moms.
0: Yeah. Those were good options. What's Shailene Woodley's? Oh, yeah. name? Um, she was good because yeah, she had to deal Shailene with some Woodley's crazy stuff. shit. And she did a great job with it, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. And Laura Dern was in there. She wasn't a great mom, but she was cool as no, fuck. No, she was fucking crazy. <laughs> I really liked Laura Dern in that role, though. So good. Laura Dern. Oh, another honorable mention is Laura Dern as um, Marmee from Little Women. 10 out of 10, Mom. Oh. Love her in Little Women. Um, Shailene Woodley's character was Jane Chapman. Okay, yeah. She was and a Nicole good mom. And Nicole Kidman with Celeste Wright. She's also a great mom. All of the moms, great moms. Zoe Kravitz.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. As
1: Bonnie, great mom. Very thoughtful mom. Why is this the IMDB picture of Alex Skarsgård? Can we. Oh, talk no about pants? This? I already know. No pants.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have to tell you something. I was okay. having dinner with someone the other night. Uh-huh. who has worked with him, like, on set. Uh-huh. And they were like, he's actually, like, a really super nice and sweet person. And I was like, I feel bad for talking shit on him a <laughs> Oh, no. Which is like, I never doubted he's an actual nice person, but I just feel bad. Yeah. I feel like we have to repent <laughs> it was, for our slander. <laughs> it was a traumatizing show, but. I know. It's really... Uh, it's just a credit to his acting skills. Have they skills. worked with the other
1: Scar's Guard?
0: <laughs> I don't think so well, mm. actually. I know they've worked on a film that he was in recently, but I don't think it was yeah, but I don't think it was um any of the the crews where Bill was there. Mm. As far as I know. I should have asked more.
1: Mm. Curious. No pants. No um, pants. <laughs> no pants, Alex. <laughs> Just a regular guy, no pants. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That was good. I really liked uh, Big Little Lies.
0: Yeah. Good call on that. I don't know how I forgot those moms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I finally set up our PO box today. Did you? Yeah. DM us if you want to send us free shit.
0: If we love it, then we'll we'll review it on the pod for yeah. sure.
1: Oh, yeah, spent a yeah. solid thirty bucks on it, so I better get my money back. <laughs> I didn't even know you were doing that. I did it because we got someone that wanted to send us something, and then I was like, "Well, I don't want them to have my address. No, no way, no way, no how."
0: Yeah.
1: And then the woman was like, "Make sure that if people send you stuff, it's either the PO box or your home address." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking. Like, what else would it be? What do you mean?" And she was like, just make sure, like, I was like, do you mean like, don't put both? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, why would anyone put both? That doesn't make any sense. And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, you totally confused me because I thought she meant that I could only get mail at one or the other. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a good system. I was like, why would anyone get a PO box? It was wild. Weird. Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) That's cool, though. We have a P.O. box, everyone. Yeah. You don't have to send us stuff. It's just there.
0: You can if you want to. Where would they find that on? if they DM Um, you on Instagram?
1: Yeah, DM on Instagram, or I'll probably put the information on our link tree as well. Okay. So that's accessible at multiple places, but probably easiest is Instagram. Yeah. Fun. We've got our own little teeny tiny (laughs) three-by-five little mailbox perfect make sure to watch us and jaws and send us your um summer movie club feedback we're excited to hear your thoughts on the two films um see if you can figure out where the overlaps are on your own yeah what kind of overlaps did you find when you watched the two films um, And we'll do a head-to-head on this later this month. So, yeah, I think that's the last order of business.
0: Yeah, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Yeah,
1: happy Mother's Day to all the moms, especially my mom. I
0: especially Kat's mom.
1: <laughs> happy Friday, everybody. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye for now.